I'm ready to go, and I'm wagering for it. Wagering for what? Wagering? Have you ever seen Celebrity Jeopardy SNL? I, a couple of them. I see you wrote down go, and you <laughs> wagered for it. Go for it. Go for it. You certainly did. <laughs> you wagered Texas with a dollar sign. Welcome back to Origins and Adaptations. I'm Cody. And I am Andrew. This, this is, is episode, episode 57. 57, folks. Yep. Five, seven. If anyone didn't know, we were laughing at that little uh, clip. Yes. There's uh, lots of things that happen yeah. on this, this set. We're so spontaneous. Incredible, incredible things. We're excited. You're excited. You know, your grandma's excited. We're just going to, we're just going to go for it. Bob's your uncle. We yeah. escape. All yeah. right. So, uh... We are going to be discussing 2018 today. Two what's, zero what's one to eight. come this yeah. year. We're past 2017. That's right. Time to go into the future. We graduated. Future. Yeah, we did. A macabre from the future, <laughs> like a time machine. Was sent back in time to kill Hitler, but uh, I guess it traveled. If you guys have not seen Kung Fury, definitely go see Kung Fury. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Uh, so we'll we got a little bit of news, not too much. Then we'll get into the meat and the potatoes, the really good stuff. Uh, first, the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel is room- rumored to be casting a femme fatale. Uh, for those who do not know, a femme fatale is like a sexy woman uh, who is dangerous in some way. Uh, and really, the only one I can think of with Spider-Man is Silver Sable or Black Cat, both of which are getting... Black Cat, for sure, yeah. Yes, but both of those are getting their own Sony movie. So hmm. I don't know if this rumor is true. Like, that's that's what leads me to believe this rumor can't be true. Um, other people were bringing up other, like, you know, romantic interests of Peter, but none of them were, like, femme fatale characters. Hmm. They were just female characters. That's not, that's not a femme fatale. People might have gotten that wrong then. Th- they might have. And so they might just be, you know, casting for another female. Right, and yeah. then they use that term yeah. without realizing that that's not what that means. Exactly. Yeah, that happens. So, I don't really know off the top of my head who I would want it to be. Because, um, like I said, they're getting their own Sony movie. Unless, you know, they bring in the character in him- Homecoming, mm-hmm. and then, like, she gets her own movie. Mm-hmm. That could kind of be cool. Because I know that uh, Tom Holland has also been confirmed to be in Venom 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that they're already on 3, like, they have three Venom movies planned out. But y- yeah, me. that's weird. Um, yeah. Wait, Tom Holland's going to be in that? Yeah. I thought there was or, no crossover. Once again, he, it's rumored, like... I thought there was no crossover between Venom. I thought Venom. so, too. Okay. Yeah. So that makes me feel differently about, about things. Maybe it's yeah. going to be good, then? Maybe the first well, Venom Well, it's not being be- done by Marvel. It's still being done by Sony only. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things. Well, the fact that it's Sony means that it might not be up to the Marvel standard, but it might doesn't have to be terrible. No, but uh, my bar is set low for this movie, so I could be impressed. 
Okay. Uh, next is ABC cancels Inhumans, which there are people out there that thought they already did, like me. I thought they already <laughs> did. Uh, I, yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. Any- it wasn't good. Like, it was a really bad TV show with bad special effects. The showrunner was Scott Buck, the same guy who did Iron Fist season one and the same guy Ooh. who did Dexter season seven, uh, which was like... Hands down, I have heard across the board the worst episode of Dex, like season of Dexter, like it was just. Bad. I've heard that too, and so, yeah, people like describe that as the nail in the coffin season. Yes, yeah, and so I I knew Inhumans wasn't going to be good. Once they canceled it from a movie and made it a TV show, I I knew it was dead in the water. Um, yeah, with a TV show, you just cannot get the special effects you need for it uh, for the Inhumans. Um, I mean, Medusa's hair is, like, a constant waving. Like, it floats almost. Because it has... That's her power. Right, Like, yeah. she can control her hair, and she has telepathic powers. Okay. Um, which is nifty, because Black Bolt... Or, yeah, Black Bolt can't talk. Okay. Um, and so she needs to, like... She needs to listen to him, because she's his queen. Um, so, yeah. That's... I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff that... I knew it wasn't be going to be good, especially in the and trailer. Also, it's the oversaturation of superhero TV and movies and stuff. Yeah. Eventually, some things are going to be left in the wake yeah. of all the other good stuff. Yeah, and I mean, like, I keep seeing new CW shows that pop up where I'm just like, I am not interested anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys just really don't know how to handle later seasons. Like, yeah, they no one prepares. No, CW knows how to do really good early season superhero stuff, and then like the later seasons, you just lose me because it becomes. I feel like you become tired with the superhero stuff, and then they start to force drama stuff. Yeah, yeah. Arrow did Ugh. drama the entire time. Yeah, more more so than Flash. More than Flash, yeah. Because I quite liked a lot of what they did with the Flash. It was little things in. Okay, was Iris's was Iris's brother season two? Yes. Okay, making Wally her Bro- so, her little brother her little brother yeah. was a weird choice, and like a little brother who's like four years younger. Yeah, that was the weird part. I like Joe. Yeah, That's Joe the the yeah. Iris dad a lot, and I like um I like Iris as the show goes on, and of course you know pa- who Patty Patty Spivet my girl yeah. Patty, Patty was great. There I'm, was, hash, I'm, I'm team Patty. I'm, I'm team Patty all the way too. Hashtag, hashtag team. Every Patty. time she's on the screen, it's just like, okay, I'm happy. This is great. I'm, I just want, I just want her in my life, Cody. <laughs> I just want her in my life. Just big crush. Just all the time. But I don't know. Should we want Patty Spivet more than Iris West in this in the story, or or is is that is I that would, bad writing or bad casting? What is that to you? Well, that was bad writing for season one. Like, Iris by the end of season two is getting better, but that should have been Iris in season one. Agreed. Um, and it's just, okay, someone brought this up. The weird part is the fact that Barry grew up with her as an adopted sister. Yeah. That's weird. Like, yes. To, it's it's like, it's not incestuous because you're not blood related. Sure, but it's still a thing. It's still a thing. And... It's, I always forget about that too. That that's yeah. what's so different from the comic book is yes, that where Barry's she's not, her brother. She's not related to Joe at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that it just it bothers me. 
I never even thought about that. Okay, but this, guys, this is kind of throwback. I'm digging, yeah. I'm digging this vibe because this is reminding me of when we were in Andrew's bedroom doing the podcast. You know, yeah. all, all these years back and yeah. whatnot, when we were have these flash discussions. Yes, but this is reminding me of that first discussion you and I had about the super weird chemistry between. Thon. Oh or, yeah. Or, 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 um, or, not, um, not Thon. Wells. Wells. Wells and, and his, his daughter. daughter. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's so weird. Like, can we I'm, just? I'm glad that we're talking about this because yeah. we have awesome listeners who have been listening to us for a long time. Yeah. But we also have a real a lot of new ones that are now listening with this new setup. Yep. So if you do not know, in Flash season two, there they introduce a character who later becomes on becomes Jesse Quick. And she is Harrison Wells, who is the bad guy in the first season. His another dimension version of him, they find, and he's not a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And they save his daughter, and she joins the team, and she's with him. And there's this weird, super obvious sexual tension between the two actors. Yeah. Like, just full on, like, you are... They are about to make out any minute. Well, it's like they're blushing at each other, yeah. and she's his daughter in yeah. the story. Yeah, and- it's really weird, and it's every person I've talked to, I've, I brought that up. They're like, "Oh my gosh, that's so true," and it's just it's not in our heads. No, this no. Is, it's really obvious. <laughs> it's real, and it's awkward anytime they're alone in a room together. I'm just like, "What's going to happen?" <laughs> there was literally a scene where she does the thing where she that women do where she played with her hair and she looked down and up at him. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, she's like flirting with her dad. Stop it. Oh, it was so bad. But I don't know. I remember we used to have many a conversation about Mm -hmm. that. That was was what you, like one of our go-tos. Because we we were watching it. Yeah. And that would come up once a week. We'd always make sarcastic sarcastic wisecracks about that. Linda Park. Oh, yeah. Good old Linda Park. You know, it's just Wally's you know, a lover in the comics, but let's make her Barry Allen's. That's a good idea. Yeah, and I also didn't like that they kind of turned her and turned her into a giant slore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when they tap phones together and she's like She's like, hey, I have this new app. I have this new app. <laughs> I have this new app. She was so aggressive. And now you have my information. And I think the worst part was when he's just like, I'm going to tell you about this incredibly awesome date we're about to go on. And she's like or we could just oh, stay here. Or we could just stay here. And she just and she grabs him and then like jumps pulls on him. him. Yeah. It's like, man, Barry Allen had that all set up. This conversation's reminding me why I haven't been keeping up with current <laughs> Flash. For all the things that I dig about it, it had all these moments that really put me off. Yeah. And that was one of them. Yes. Was that season one? Do you remember the B episode? Not really. Where like there was like a killer bee. It was the, really, it was no. the it was the crossover with Arrow where Adam and Felicity showed up. Oh yes, it was really bad. Okay, yeah, I remember that part. I just wanted to remind you of that episode because it was bad. <laughs> uh, then, last but not least, Deathstroke versus Batman is going to be a comic book series created by Christopher Priest coming up soon. Okay, yeah, just gonna let everyone know about that series. Uh, the mixed feelings I have. Is I love Christopher Priest. I love Batman. I love Deathstroke. I love Christopher Priest writing Deathstroke. I love Christopher Priest writing Batman. I do not know if I want a Deathstroke versus Batman comic book series. First of all, 
I don't want another Batman-related comic book series. We have so many right now. Yeah. There's All-Star Batman. There's Detective Comics, which is Batman-focused. Did I say Batman. about it on the show? Did, <clears throat> I, did I make my comments on this show, or is it just to you about how I feel about Batman currently? Uh, You might have on the show. I don't remember. So... In regards to what you just said about do we really need another Batman title? Like, yeah. Like I've been saying, <clears throat> keep Batman in the DC canon. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that Batman needs his own damn title anymore. No. And I don't say that because I'm sick of Batman. He's my favorite, but I really think that the best Batman stories are behind us. Yeah. And the only one that I just, am excited. Feel. The only thing I am excited for is Tom King is exploring Batman finally marrying Catwoman. That's kind of cool. And they've been doing some really fun stuff where they went on a double date with Lois Lane and Bat- and Superman. I, okay, that's kind of cute. And, I, I can I can dig that. And like they went to a like a fair and they weren't allowed to be in the fair unless they were in costume, like a superhero costume. Oh, and really? so so they all dressed up as each other. So like Batman's dressed up as Superman, <laughs> and uh, who who is I think uh, Catwoman's dressed up as Wonder Woman. I think. Okay. And then uh, Superman's dressed up as Batman and Lois Lane's dressed up as Catwoman. That's really, yeah. really funny. And, like, then you... <laughs> okay, I kind of like that. Yeah, there's, like, they do that tunnel of love thing where, like, you know, you go through the dark and then you come out and, like, it comes out and as uh, Clark Kent and Lois Lane, or, yeah, and Lois Lane, like, they're, you know, they're... It's Clark Kent. He's not going to yeah. be doing anything crazy. I think what I mean... Yeah, no, there's a lot of little cool things you can do. I guess what I'm talking about is, like, the big bat events. Yes. I'm just, yeah. I just don't need any more bats, Joker drama. Yeah. I'm actually... It's funny. I never thought I would say that, but I really don't need any more. No. And I love the Joker, and I love Batman, but it's been... <sighs> oh, to, and- to paraphrase... Uh, me and my friend Kevin's <clears throat> favorite quote from Billy Corgan, it's been over-explained. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, <clears throat> there are other characters who are there, and yes. someone's got to explain why they're there. Yeah. But no... I want a really good Mr. I Freeze want, run. That would that would be neat. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I, I want to see Batman used in other titles. I just... I'm kind of over any new huge bat events. I yeah. Which currently there's a giant one going on, so... Called yeah. Dark Knight Metal. Oh, yeah. And then there's... Uh, the White Knight, which is another run, Batman run. There's just like there's like six Batman books. Mm-hmm. It's like stop, S- just stop. How many places? <clears throat> to be fair, there's you, two Nightwing books. Can you only take the same character too? So. In one. How many places can you actually take the same character to in a week, or in or in a month, or whenever they release them? Probably so many. I guess so many. But so that would be my one criticism of current DC Rebirth is how how they are. Uh, I'm excited for what it's doing, but then they're also DC is taking like Alan Moore characters that aren't DC. At least Watchmen was DC, but uh-huh. they're taking other characters and they're trying to bring them and force them into the story. Oh, and it's just like. It hurts because Alan Moore would have hated that. And he does hate it. But he can't do anything because he doesn't mm-hmm. own the characters. He only care. Uh, he does own League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay. So they can't do anything with that. Hmm. But yeah. <clears throat> um, I yeah. wonder if Alan Moore even would have written The Watchmen had he known what it was going to do. Probably not, actually. Because I know how he feels about it. Oh, he hates what it did. 
Yeah. He he loved superhero comics. And so he he really he's really dissatisfied with what the Watchmen did to nineties comics. Like we like 80s. we said episodes and episodes ago, he yeah. hates how grim it yeah. made superhero comic yeah. books. Which is weird because then that carried on to the two thousands with New Fifty Two, where they made it a rule where none of the characters could be happy. It's so stupid. Yeah. Like that's such a stupid rule. Um and that's why Rebirth was so great, because they got rid of a lot of that. Well, people always were complaining, oh, Superman, I hate how he's always smiling, how he's yeah. so, you know, one-dimensional. One okay, one-dimensional does not mean happy or sad. We all saw yeah. that BVS, and I, okay, I haven't seen Justice League, but we've all seen what a constantly unsatisfied, sad angry superman looks like that was one dimensional and it's not entertaining no we want i want to see the range of emotions in superman so yeah yep take that take that snyder (sighs) got him got zach we got zach right here on origins adaptations uh yeah moving on my back 2018 sorry I, i i just had to say that on the show because I'm pausing in awkward moments because my back hurts and it's distracting. I'm sorry. It's okay. You know. I'll tough it out. We'll we'll fix that later. Oh. <laughs> okay. We're going to give back crack. Andrew gives great back cracks and massages. They call them chiropractic hugs. I like that. Yeah? So, yeah, so 2018. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the big boys. Let's get the big boys in here. Infinity uh, War. Infinity War. Let's talk about what comes out before that, though. Well, uh, Black Panther. I'm just super excited about. I Infinity know. War. We're Cody. We're all excited about Infinity War. Cause Black Panther's in that too. It's in it. Yeah. He's in it. He's in it. Wakanda's in it. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, cool. Black Panther is coming out in like three weeks, three or four weeks, which I'm excited for. Uh, we've talked about that movie a lot. We'll probably talk about it more the week after it comes out. Um, give you our thoughts about it. Uh, if you had to get prepared for, I would read Christopher Priest's uh, Black Panther run back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Or there is one, it's like a one singular title, Who is the Black Panther? Okay. That is also a good read. Uh, but that one talks about more... Do we have those in the house? Of clock, yes. You have those? Okay. Um, well, I have volume one of... Uh, I have volume one of Christopher Priest's Black Panther run. Okay. But I think Killmonger's in that. Uh, he's really the one that you want to learn about his backstory. I am a little... I really hope they do the character justice because I am... A... I'm really skeptical about Michael B. Jordan physically appearing as Killmonger. Killmonger is... He looks like Conan the Barbarian. Like, he is just huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and he grew up in the wild... Uh, well, he grew up in, like, New York City, but he came and he he thinks the title is rightfully his um, because I believe he was adopted um, by uh, Black Panther's family. And so he, he thinks it's his, and uh, he was then casted out because he tried to take it. Um, but, yeah. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Uh, so that's Black Panther. To get in, To get ready for that, I highly recommend those trades. Uh, we're excited for it, um, but my excitement is different than how 
and I've explained this to people about the Marvel movies, is I don't put expectations on my excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not expecting anything out of these movies, except for them to be fun and to be comic booky. Mm-hmm. If they do not meet meet those criteria, that's when I, that's when I think it's not a great movie. Right. Um, it's re going back and rewatching some of the movies uh, to lead up in, to Infinity War. There have just been movies that halfway through someone will mention a different movie, and I want to go watch that movie. To yeah. me, that's not a fun movie. If you're in the middle of a movie and someone just mentions a movie and you want to go watch a different movie. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened with Thor. <laughs> um, How? So you were watching Thor so, and whoever you were watching it with said, oh, it's nowhere near as good as this movie? And then- no, so what happened is it's when we watched Godzilla. I was watching Thor when you saw the Godzilla poster and you're like, what is that? And I was like, that's we got into Godzilla. Oh, yeah, And yeah. I was like, man, now I really want to watch Godzilla. And I was That's like, a great movie. I was like, I'm just going to freaking buy it. And so I bought it on Amazon, and then we just watched it. Like, I paused. And then I didn't, I didn't get back to Thor until Saturday night, oh. which was a whole week. Uh, and then I finished it, and I watched, I watched some of the uh, behind the scenes. And it was really cool. So Michael J. Straczynski is actually in Thor. Really? When he's the he's the like older guy who tries to pull the hammer at first, like he shows oh. up in his truck, which is cool because then I Stan didn't know that Lee, was him. Stan Lee then shows up later, and he's he's an old dude in the truck who's trying to pull it in his the back of his truck. And he falls goes, off. "Did it work?" Yeah, he's like, "Did we? Did it work?" Uh, and so watching the making and seeing those two guys on set together who love Thor and understand Thor mm-hmm. um, was re- kind of really cool. Like it really enhanced what I liked about the movie. Um, it really just comes down to the human characters. Mm-hmm. I just, Darcy was not as good, like, even worse on a on a rewatch. Like, she's just such a pointless character. Mm-hmm. Um, and how Natalie Portman's character, Jane Foster's, like, written is just, it's really weird. It's written as a as a female who's never had a guy ever interested in her. And so she instantly attaches herself to the first one who does oh, with yeah. Thor. Yeah. Um, and she's also kind of a blank canvas without really yeah. anything too yeah. interesting about her. Yeah. And so I like Selvig, er, uh, Eric Selvig, the older guy, he, I liked his character and he meshed with Thor more. He was um, great. And the scene where they're drinking in the pub. Yes, that's yeah. great. Uh, no. And, I just, uh, it just wasn't as good. Um, Thor is exciting upon first watch because you've never seen Asgard before yes. and you're just happy to see it. And that yeah. was that was me, but honestly, there's just not enough of Asgard in it to justify mm-hmm. all the other stuff in between. And it doesn't help that the CG gets better in the other movies, so by the end of Thor Ragnarok, Asgard looks incredible. Mm-hmm. And but So I just want to go see those versions of Asgard. Uh, whereas the first one, the CG is older. Like it's 2010. It's seven. It's eight years old now, uh, and so it still looks pretty good to me. Yeah, I'm not too picky about it. I think Iron Man holds up pretty well too. Yeah, uh, the end battle doesn't. The CG in the it. The CG. Yeah, when I was watching it with Kevin. Didn't I watch that with you? Did you watch? Th- yeah, I think Kevin I wa- watched the beginning, and you came and watched the end, didn't you? Uh, 
I watched the fur. I, I watched at least half of it. Yeah. I. I liked how Ironmonger looked. What are you talking about? Maybe it's because I'm really picky. Is it with, with Ironmonger or with Iron Man? Both of them. Like it was. It was at the the very end when they're fighting, like in the streets. Like I I could tell there. Street fighting. The street fighting. Um, yeah. with the bus, and then like the uh, S, the SUV minivan thing. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I just don't remember it being bad, but that doesn't mean that it's not. I just I wouldn't say it was bad. It was it was dated. Good for its time. Yes. Uh, it was definitely it's dated though. It's it's kind of like um, I would say that the CG in the prequels is over the top, and for the time was incredible. In Star Wars. In Star Wars, but it's extremely dated. Like it. Oh, yeah. Doesn't look good now. Oh yeah. The CG in the Blu-ray remasters is bad. Like, that's bad CG. Right. Because we have good CG. The remasters of the original trilogy? Yes. Yeah, that looks terrible. And it looks bad. Um, well, the CG in the... Uh, the CG in episode one is piss poor level two, I would say. Yes. It's way better in, in two, two and three. Two and three. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, there's actually moments in three where I think the CG actually looks decent. Um... I I never could get used to, and I don't know if it was CG. I don't think it was prosthetics, but I could never get used to the way they made the emperor's forehead look in the in the ending. That's of, prosthetics. It just looks bad. Is that prosthetics? Yeah. Yeah. Why does he look awesome in Jedi and he looks just terrible to me? I I think it's because they. It's distracting from actually how good his performance is. Because yeah, I mean, I guess people make fun of the "Don't kill me, I'm." But he, that was that's on purpose. Like that fits his character. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Ian McDermott is the second best actor in the, those movies, along with you, McGregor. Ewan McGregor. He's number one. Number one always will be in my book. Yeah, I just am always compelled to mention the honest trailer is the. The talented actor forced oh, yeah. to act along life with CGI yeah, characters like, like Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Christensen. Yeah. Uh, so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And going back and rewatching those, um, I watched Captain America last night. Um, and it holds up. Like that movie, I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, the of, first Avenger? The first Avenger. Like, it was fun. And, like, Captain America's lines throughout the movie are just so Captain America. Like, when he, the doctor comes and asks him, and he's like, do you want to go kill Nazis? He's like, that's why you want to join. And he's like, I don't want to kill anyone. He's like, but I don't like bullies. And oh, they're yeah. just a big, bu- like, they're just a giant bully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's I, great. That was great I, dialogue. Yeah, I really like that. And just... Captain America's character, just all throughout the movie, um, is just really cool, really fun. Uh, that, but he has humor, and that's what I like about it is like when she's like, "You can't, like, you can't give me orders," and he's like, "Of course I can. I'm a captain." Uh, <laughs> and then he jumps out of the airplane. Okay, so you're talking. If we're okay, so. What you said, you don't have any expectations, but obviously some expectations have to be there. If, if you're I mean, keeps the characters, characters from the so what are some movies. what are some things about um, Black Panther that you know they have to get right in order for the movie to work? Like, what what are some what are some specifics? Because I don't know a lot about that yeah. part okay, of the Marvel so universe. Stuff that I I guess I would be upset 
the expectations I, I, I do have. I think it's, I have these expectations, but I have no fear that Marvel will meet them uh, because they haven't broken away from that to this day. Right. Uh, Black Panther as king. Like, that is really critical to show someone who is stoic, who knows his way of doing things, and doesn't back down. Like, we, he shouldn't be the wit, the witty kind of, like, I'm going to make a joke every four or five minutes. Right. Um, he's not supposed to be, uh, you know, Star-Lord or Tony Stark. Like, he is kingly, and people respect him. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, he can make humorous comments here and there, and he can do f- things that we would find funny, mm-hmm. but that's just because it's a different culture. Yeah. Uh, like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I And I get that from the trailer. Like, when I see the trailer, I see um, he's doing an incredible job of portraying a Black Panther and how he was in Civil War. Yeah, he was good in that. Yeah. Just keep the character of Civil War and just transfer it. Um, I think that is really my expectation. Uh, his bodyguards, uh, he has two of them. They're both female. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's supposed to be... It's it's a cool character flaw of Black Panther um, that he sees these two warrior women who are outcasts. Um in their in their communities mm-hmm. and he takes them on as bodyguards with the promise that one day one of them will marry him. Oh, interesting. Yes. Uh which he doesn't actually intend to do. Okay. Um, I was going to I was going to say that's not very modern. No. <laughs> um which I he feel d- like most movies wouldn't want that. They wouldn't allow that. Yeah. Uh so I I I don't know if they'll keep that aspect. I can definitely see some uh, you know, some outcry if that happened, but I think it would be cool to keep that. That like it's a character flaw. Like yeah. that is he's not perfect. Um, to show that character flaw and to have them explore it in this movie, um, would would be cool. I think. Uh, okay. So yeah, that, but his his bodyguards are like incredibly awesome. Like they are ba. They they kick butt. Nice. Like, literally, the only person who could probably beat them in a fight is Black Panther. Like, that's cool. They are pretty much better than everyone in the Wakandan army. Wow. So, no. Uh, so going forward, I I mean, those would be my expectations. Anything else, I really don't have. Um, anything on because story wise, I don't care. Oh my throat! I just cracked my voice there. Dry. Uh drink more of your water. Drink more of my water. Uh, no end. I I don't have any story expectations like we I've talked about many times. The only time I expect something story-wise is when a movie is literally named after right. a certain story arc. Uh Civil War, I think the movie made it better cuz the the book got not great. Um Yeah, didn't that story get pretty out of hand? Yes, by the end of it, by the end. And I I thought they did the best they could with a cinematic version of it. And they kept the core elements. Like, that's what I really enjoy. Uh, and then Winter Soldier. I just read the Winter Soldier Ed Brubaker run. Yeah, you loved um, that, you said. It was really good. It would have never translated to screen. Really? Um, they did the best they 
I think they did the best they could with it. What about too. it wouldn't have transferred well to screen, do you think? Uh, well, Red School is one of the major factors. Oh. Um, so Red School's there with the Cosmic Cube, and like there's this Russian dude, and you find out that Winter Soldier has been held by the Russians and been used by the Russians for like Cold War activities, which they kind of hinted at in this one. But then... Uh, what was it? There were there was other things like, and then Red Skull like dies and his soul gets sucked into the Russian dude, and then so the Russian dude has like two personalities. Yeah, that okay. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that's in a lot of comic yeah. books. That's never gonna make it into a movie, <laughs> no. folks. I don't care yeah. how much you love your comics, they're not gonna do that. Yeah, and it so, was kind of like this is you know a Star Wars topic, yeah. but remember how you were saying, oh, if if Ray was a clone, they would do that, but in a Star Wars book. Yes. That was a that was a fantasy theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like that would have just been out of the, out of nowhere. Yeah, that, and people would have been so upset, and I would have been happy. <laughs> Disney wouldn't do that. Yeah, maybe someone, maybe an, I think an author would do it. Yeah, but maybe that's why her parents abandoned her. She's a freak. we already know Disney is. Per, <laughs> I think Disney is pretty hands off with the whole with the whole. Uh, Novel side of the new universe. Yeah, I don't with connecting it to the yeah. movies. Well, yeah. clearly they they just yeah they don't really care that much about it. No, as long as they don't write something in there that conflicts with it, mm-hmm. they just kinda, they can write whatever they, they just kind of yeah. beat around the bush. That's the wrong expression. They just sort of dance around each other without ever actually intertwining very much. Unless it's before episode four, right? And then they can do whatever they want. There's just too much. Yeah. Too much stuff that doesn't actually connect. Uh, so that could bring up the next one, which is uh, Solo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Solo comes out in May. Uh, I don't know the name of whoever is playing Han Solo. Uh, I don't either. And, well, I, I've seen it, and I keep forgetting. Yeah. It's a forgettable name. You know whose name I used to forget all the time? Harrison Steve, Ford? Steve, Car- <laughs> Steve Carell. Really? Yeah. And he's one of my favorite actors, but I don't know why when I was you younger. would always forget his name. Yep. When I was in uh, high school, I could never remember his name. That's funny. Yep. That's a weird name not to remember. Well, I never thought the last name Carell was very no, like catchy. Yeah. I always like, oh, I had Steve. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> so that, uh, was, that was pretty much it. But Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, the, the bigger name is Donald Glover playing Lando. Yeah. That's the one that I'm most interested in. Like you mean childish Gambino. Yeah. Uh that's the one I, I am most interested in because yeah. someone brought up the fact that Donald Glover plays Donald Glover in everything. Uh just I like Edward really seen him in enough things. Just like Edward Norton plays Edward Norton in everything. Uh and I'm I'm interested to see how he does Lando. Like if he does an entirely different character yeah. than he usually does. Uh I also don't agree with those people. Uh, His character in Homecoming was very different than his character in Community, the TV show. He's not even in much of Homecoming. No. He's an accent character. He's also in uh, The Martian, which I would say he also plays a different role. He plays closer uh, a role closer to the role in Homecoming, though. Gotcha. Um, So he is the one that I'm going to be looking forward to. Uh, there have been people on the set who have said that this is the best Star Wars story that they've read in a long time since, like, maybe the OT. 
the Han Solo movie? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, it's mm. being written by the person who directed uh, Episode Five. I thought everyone. Okay, that's cool. I th- for some reason I thought people were saying like why this movie is dest- doomed to fail. I saw an article that said that. When was that? Oh, well, no more than three weeks ago. Three weeks ago? Yeah. That's weird. It said, it, it said it why Solo is destined to fail. Was or, it a clickbait? Most articles seem to be, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I mean, there has been zero advertising. That's the weird part. There's been no marketing for this movie. We don't have a trailer. Uh, there's we no, all know, there's we no all know it's an unfair thing to say when there's nothing yeah. that we really know about. Yeah, and uh, the the big difference is they lost their directors last year, um, and they got brand new directors. I think that might be a big thing, but they At lost... the very end of last year, right? I want to say, yeah, it was like September. Okay. Um, no, it might have been... I, I thought it was way, October. Might have been. It might have been earlier. I might be... Yeah. All I know that is that back? Phil Lord and um, something Miller, Chris Miller, I don't know, uh, they they both were kicked off the project because they were going with what they do. Um, they are improv guys. They did the 21 Jump Street and they did a Lego movie. Like, those, those guys are definitely comedy-based, just do-what-you-want type of guys. And it was getting to the point where the lead actor, the person playing Han Solo, needed an acting coach uh-huh. because he didn't know how to act the way that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually went to Kathleen Kennedy and was just like, these guys have no clue what they're doing. Uh, yeah, I remember that story. Yeah. And then she came in and she found out that they really don't know what they're doing. Um with this story, and I know that the original story was supposed to be like a spaghetti western in space, uh, mm-hmm. and so I know that the the writer wasn't happy with how they were doing the script, um, and then so then they brought in Ron Howard, and he's yeah. gonna he's gonna do it. I have faith in Ron Howard. I, yeah, the guy can make cinematic masterpieces. He just story wise, they're not that great. Yeah, I guess. Um, but he has someone else writing it, so he doesn't need to do that. I'm still on the fence about the guy playing Solo just because he, he, uh, I just wish he looked more like Harrison Ford. Yeah. But how are you really going to find someone who looks like Harrison Ford and can pull off a character? Uh, I don't know. And that's the reason why we were all sensitive about this is how do you recast yeah. Han Solo? It's just weird, in my opinion. I'd be more comfortable with uh, a Luke Skywalker recasting in Sebastian Stan, but yeah. that's just, that's a dream. Although I, I know it would be a dream for him, too. He said so. Yeah. Although Solo could still be a good movie. Yes. I'm not trying to say that it couldn't be a good movie. It's yeah. just a weird thing to get used to. Yeah. A new Han Solo who doesn't really look like Harrison Han Ford. Yeah, yeah, Han Solo, yeah. <laughs> uh, when in every media that I've ever seen, Han Solo is drawn as Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford very, yeah. very distinctly. Yeah. In the comics, he yeah. almost looks more like Harrison Ford than Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford ever did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this movie just for it to be a movie. Once again, no expectations. I try to go into movies with no expectations. And that's why I get bummed out. <laughs> that's why? Yeah. I mean, I think I got bummed out about episode 8 only because I had expectations. Yeah, I 
I refuse to accept when people when people say that it's a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. Yeah. It you went in there wanting answers to questions and you didn't get them. Yeah, and you the, got the exact opposite. And the thing is they don't they didn't really need to give it to us, but it's like they know how Star Wars fans are. Yeah. They know we're all like that. Oh, that, yeah. that we we want to know how these dots connect and this yeah. and that. It's just I don't know. We've been so, trained. Yeah. We've we, been trained. We we've been trained to anticipate the next move. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to Ant-Man and Wasp. Comes out in July. I'm excited for the movie. I really like the first one. Just kidding, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the first one. It's in my, I would say it's in my top eight um, Marvel movies. And yeah, I'm just like, more excited for, I'm excited for more of the same thing. I'm excited for more Rudd. Yes. Love Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd uh, Michael Douglas and... Evangeline Lily? I don't know how to say her first. Will name. Michael Douglas be returning? Yes. That's good. Yeah. Um, I think it's pr- it's going to be like how they can find Janet. Um for those who do not know that's uh that's the original wasp mm. was Janet. Mm. Um also the dad from Fresh Off the Boat is going to be in it. Oh, I love that as guy. A, as like an agent. And I'm, really? Yes. So I'm very excited for this movie. <laughs> that guy's smile makes me laugh so hard. It's so great. He's it's, just like, hi. It's, yeah, it's so I'm charming just... and just like adorable. Yeah. Adorkable? Adorkable. He's it, he's really cool. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so not much to say about that one. Same with- it's Do you like, prefer him or, or the uh, the dad from Modern Family? Not the grandfather. Oh, I mean, Ty Burrell? That's hard. I only say that because to me they're both kind of like the cool yet dorky dad. Yeah, they're both at the same time. That one's hard. I don't think I can choose. You don't think so? I don't think I can choose. They're... I've probably seen more Modern Family than I have Fresh Off the Boat, but I, if I had to pick, I would say I like the dad from Fresh from Fresh Off the Boat more. More? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd probably pick the mom from Modern Family over, over the mom in Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah, just because I I like that actress so much. Yeah. Who plays what's her name? What's the character's name in Modern Family? Claire. Yeah, I, yeah. I she's a great actress. Yeah, I think I would go. the The beauty of the Fresh Off the Boat dad is he, like he speaks to me, as a character. Yeah, like I feel like I would be that dad. Yeah, yeah, that would be me. Okay, so that would. But then I would also be the Ty Burrell character. Like, I would be Phil Dunphy. Like, he he gets himself into the weirdest situations. Yeah. Like when there he, was one episode that I watched that was so ridiculous that I was like, oh my goodness, it. It was I don't know. I think my favorite. I think episode, he's in a hot springs. Okay. I could. Be, am I, is it is it a regular hot tub or a hot? I can't remember, but I feel like he he is there. Just trying to relax, and I feel like he gets caught. Like he he feels trapped there when other like nudists come up or something <laughs> that like that. Sounds. I think that, my, I'm pretty sure that was the episode. My favorite episode with him is the episode where he invites his friend over. That like his friend who's a girl, mm-hmm. uh, who's like really into him, and he's like, he's like, no, she's no, she's like fine, like she. You'll like her, and then Claire's like, "No, she she really wants you." And he's like, "What are you talking about? That's ridiculous." And like, 
he comes over, like she comes over, and then like they go into the kitchen, and she's like all over him. He's like, "What is going on?" Oh god! Uh, and then like he's he's like, "You're right, Claire. We have to get her out of here." Uh, no, I yeah, I love that. I love that character. He's so great. I know a lot of people who think he's too over the top, but from what I've seen, I I find him enjoyable. Yeah, I uh, think people who aren't used to modern sitcoms that it's become about satire. Yeah. They expect realism. Which is weird. I don't I don't know why people expect realism in comedy. Yeah. It's ne- I mean it's it's never as funny. No. That's why Boy Meets World's not a comedy. What is Boy Meets World? It's life. <laughs> it is. Boy I can't believe how long ago it was. I guess this is the TV show discussion hour. It's been the whole episode. We just we just started talking about yeah. shows that aren't. We're doing 2018, and these don't even matter. <laughs> but it's fine. I don't care. I want to talk about this. This is great. I, I can't believe how long ago it was that we watched Boy Meets World. We need to do it again. That was. Can we do it? Yeah, with Kevin. With Kevin. With Kevin. Kevin, do you Kevin. hear it, Kevin? You're going to watch Boy Meets World with us, Kevin, whether you like it or not. Hey, you know, I, I remember when we watched it, and Scott hung around for a second. Yeah. He really enjoyed it, and he didn't grow up with it. That's true. He didn't watch it. It's a good show. It really is one of those shows that, despite all the little things about it that should be corny yeah. in any other show, the show has such heart, yeah. and the plot is so perfect. Also, Topanga Lawrence. Topanga Lawrence, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> it's not a bad thing, either. <laughs> I love uh, Danielle Fischel. Follow her on Instagram. Yes. Do it. <laughs> uh, no, and I don't know. So I'm excited for Ant-Man and Wasp. And then, drum roll. Infinity War. All right. Da, 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 da. So I am watching a Marvel movie a week leading up to the movie. Right. Um, It is weird. I don't think I've watched the original five since Avengers came out. Really? Yes. Like, I think Iron Man 2, the I've... last time I watched Iron Man 2 was the year, was the the weeks leading up to Avengers. I think I watched Iron Man 2 once in theaters, mm-hmm. and then once right when it came out on video, and then I came into my... Let's see. I remember one time going uh, going over to a friend's house and they were in the middle of it. Okay. And then I watched the second half of it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I hadn't watched that since. I hadn't watched Thor since. I hadn't watched Captain America since. Uh, so it's been fun. Like I'm actually really. I've enjoying... seen all those multiple times, but I have not seen Iron Man three at all. That's the one. <laughs> it still boggles my mind that you never saw it. I just never saw it. Do that... I need you now? I don't know if you need to. Is it kind but, of a toss away? But I think you should when I when I watch it. I think you should. Oh, watch it all right. Just so that you can say you've seen every Marvel movie. It's literally the only one you haven't seen. That's true. I should just see it. It's just it's weird. <laughs> because at this point, like, why? Why would you watch it? But I haven't seen it, and it's the only movie keeping. It's it's the only one in my way. Yeah. As far as like, I haven't seen that Marvel movie. Yes. And then it will be all of them. Yes. Uh. Infinity War is going to be fantastic. That is all I have to say. Bearded Captain America. Bearded Captain America. Thanos wrecking shop. There was <laughs> a, there was a really cool explanation. Um, someone showed like it was a picture that was drawn where like literally all of the Avengers are like taken out. They're all on the ground. Uh, 
Iron Man is being beaten by Thanos, and like Spider Man is swinging in, and like Iron Man's like saying no, and it's like Peter, Par- like Peter, get like don't do this, and it just speaks to Peter Parker's character that no matter the situation, he is going to do what he can to fight against it, mm-hmm. um, which is just so Peter. Like it doesn't matter how small you are or how big you are, he is going to try to help in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Like he is willing to just jump in and take on a fight. Uh it was just a cool picture that I saw fan art drawn. Um that I hope we do get a moment of which is going to be sad because it's going to be that moment when he tries to swing in and Thanos just grabs him and just like starts smashing him to the ground. It's going to be yeah, heartbreaking. I'm, I'm to excited because I don't really quite know the full extent of Thanos' strength. Yeah, I don't. I haven't actually read. So, I've never read a comic book where he was the one who was in there to destroy. Yeah, I, he's always like refer- will, referenced or he's on like a side page. I will say that something that they have done with the Marvel universe is they have depowered everyone. Okay. They are not as powerful as they are in the comics. And they've done that to match the strength of Captain America. It was an interesting theory that I actually think is true, that they have debuffed characters so that Captain America can go toe-to-toe with some of them. Okay. So that way he has something to do. Like, we see Captain America fighting these cosmic-level beings. In the comic books, they almost give Captain America more power yes. to keep up with them. Yes. Vers- versus now... Captain America's power level is a little more realistic. Yes, and they've depowered people, yeah. Um, which, which I thought was interesting. It and, works for the movies. Works but what movies. I love is that Thanos is using his non-gauntleted hand, and he punches Iron Man, who is supposed to be like this tank mm-hmm. of a character, just punches him, and he goes like flying. I love that shot, yeah. yeah. And it's like, this guy is incredibly strong. I think it's a breath of fresh air because it's the first time where I'm like I'm waiting for everyone to just get wrecked. Yeah. Because Thanos, how do you stop Thanos? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We gotta watch the movie. He, they're not going to stop him. Like, okay, that is my expectation of this movie is they do not stop. They don't Thanos. stop Thanos. Yeah. Like Thanos wins at the end of this movie. That's what needs to happen. But the, the with the epilogue, like something has to happen. He can't just like be like, okay, I'm ruler now. Obviously. No, no, no. It would. I don't think he has all of the the Infinity Stones by the end. Okay. But he has beaten all of Earth's heroes. And like that's a devastating thing. Like no one could no one could stop him. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But uh I don't have a favorite recent read this week. I've been reading I do. I've been reading The Shining, but yeah. What did I say last week? Hadn't you been reading um Shoot. I think I did Fantastic Four Volume Four with yeah, the yeah, death yeah, of yeah. Johnny Storm. Yep, yeah, yeah, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, this week was probably Archie Volume Four. I really liked. Oh no, Manhattan Projects. I read Manhattan Projects. It's by Jonathan Hickman. It's if it's a reimagining of the Manhattan Project, like storyline from World War Two. Like sweet. the the atom bomb was a PR. Okay. Like. That was the cover story of what they actually were doing, which was, like, interdimensional travel. Okay. Um, And, like, Einstein is super crazy. I don't want to get too much into it because— That sounds really interesting. It is really interesting. I think you would like it. I'd love to read Um, that. 
I don't want to say too much because I know people who are currently reading it, and I don't want to spoil. No, but basically, the, so oh. there's, you're saying that in this story, the atomic bomb in which which one, which what? which devastation are we talking about here? The f- original, the first atomic bomb. Okay, so we're saying that was on the count of interdimensional travel experimentation. Uh, so that was they and got and they're covering it up. So they got the project together and they are using the atomic bomb as a cover for the other experiments they're doing so like they are telling the u.s that they are building an atomic bomb okay but they are doing other things okay oh like experimental like otherworldly things cool yeah so yeah it's really it was really it was a really cool read i'm excited to read more um i'm hoping the the only thing that I, I love Jonathan Jonathan Hickman you guys know this everyone knows this on the show uh, he is my favorite writer I think my one issue is he has so many projects going right now and he hasn't finished any of them focus <laughs> yeah uh, and so I'm I'm really hoping that this one didn't fall off the deep end into limbo I hope East of West doesn't fall into limbo the the dead and the dying was a good first volume that I read. Uh, so, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, you've piqued my interest in that story. Sounds good. I hope I piqued a lot of people's interest. In- interest? Interest. I promise next weekend, next weekend, next week, I will have a- You need to finish Green Arrow and Green Lantern. I know. I only have a couple more- Issues left. Issues left. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next week, I will have something okay. to bring Sweet. to the table. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us this talk of 2018. I just want to give a little drop, something that we didn't talk about, because we don't really have any information. We don't really have anything to talk about is uh, Aquaman comes out December 21st, 2018. And then the other one, which is Deadpool 2, comes out in May. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which I'm I'm excited for. Like, that's all I can say. Cable's going to be great. It'll be fun. Uh, Domino should be great. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you all. Thank you for joining paying us. attention for, what was it, an hour and ten minutes? Maybe like an hour, actually. Okay. Sweet. Well, peace. Thanks, everyone.